Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the What's Chopping Podcast. I'm Alec Cradham, your host for this show. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at What's Chopping Pod. Be sure to look out for more episodes on Spotify and YouTube and wherever else you get your podcast. we got a big episode today. I'm joined today by Brandon Cooper from the Badger Notes Podcast, another part of the Big Banter Sports Network. Be sure to follow us on all social media for the best Big Ten content out there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff at Big Banter Sports. So, Brandon, thanks for coming on today. How you doing? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, doing pretty good. Took a half day from work, so nothing better than a half day and chopping it up with a fellow about some football. So excited. Like I said, thanks for having me on. Of course. Yeah, nothing better. So tomorrow or uh, yeah, tomorrow. So this episode should come out Friday night or Friday evening. So tomorrow we got a big game coming up. Rutgers travels up to Madison to face off against Wisconsin. Rutgers is four and one fresh off a 52 to three win over Wagner. Wisconsin is three and one on the year. So how are you, how are you and the rest of the Wisconsin fan base feeling about how the season has gone so far? Well, for one, I'm a huge fan of overreacting. It's fun. It's part of being a sports fan. So a lot of overreactions through the first four games for the Badgers, um, especially with the offseason, Luke Fickle coming in, just you know, new blood into Wisconsin, new life into the program. They're spending a lot more money than they normally would. Whole new style of offense. I mean, excitement was at an all-time high where we, people were talking college football playoff, things like that before the season. And then the season started, and it's like, oh, yeah, this might take a little bit to get used to, fully get adjusted. It's a whole different scheme for all these players. Like, it's not going to be pretty right away. But so far, I'd say expectations have not quite been met. But the uh, the batters are trending up. I mean, we lost our um, – I got co-starting running back the other week, Chesma Lucy, to a broken leg. So that really hurts. But – Feeling okay, I guess. We're feeling like, like in the grand scheme of things, like if I take myself away from being a biased fan, this is probably where the Badgers should be in the first year of the Luke Fickle era. So how are you feeling about uh, Rutgers this year? I, Jason and Dylan from the Badgers Notes pod we do are kind of hating on Rutgers. I, I had your guys' back. I think they're a good, tough team. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm very. I'm sure most Rutgers fans are. I'm very happy with the progress that has been made so far. It feels like they have a real identity on offense and defense, for that matter. The defensive identity was kind of already there, but on offense, they really look like you know they're a Big Ten caliber team, which is has not been the case the past few years. So, yeah. I mean, it's fun to see. Um, it feels like they're taking kind of a Wisconsin-like approach, where you know they're going to build up the trenches and win in that way and just control the ball. And when, you know, just with controlling the ball, keeping it in your hands, make sure the other team doesn't get it. So I'm definitely happy with our progress so far. So I guess speaking of that kind of style, it seems like Wisconsin started to kind of get away from that in the first year of the Luke Fickle and Phil Longo era. Would you say that, you know, that kind of big man in the trenches thing has kind of moved away from? Oh, yeah. I mean, Phil Longo's we're running a complete spread offense. No huddle, basically. Um, So a lot more plays than a lot of these guys are used to. And it's just, especially with the offensive line, um, some of the guys on the Badgers, like Jack Nelson, who going into the year is borderline first-round pick playing left tackle for us, struggled this year. I mean, he's still going to get drafted probably top three rounds. But you can tell it's been a huge adjustment for some of these guys who just aren't built for a system like that. Um, And the offense has struggled mainly in the first half of a lot of games. 
when they don't run the ball enough. And then in the second half, it's like, oh, yeah, we have Braylon Allen. Here you go. Here's 16 carries, and they'll get you like 130 yards and two touchdowns. So I feel decent about the spread concept. Um, I'll probably feel better in a couple of years when Fickle and Longo get kind of their guys in the program who fit that offense. But to, and to me, too, like we're spreading – like it's a spread offense, but we should still be running the ball 25 times a game when we have Braylon Allen. So that's kind of where it's gotten frustrating some games where he's only had like two carries in the first half. And this guy's one of the top 15, 20 tailbacks in the nation. That just can't happen. So kind of love hate with the spread offense right now, but we'll see. I mean, they're three and one. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, you mentioned Braylon Allen, and you also mentioned Chesna Lucy, who they lost to a broken leg. How has it kind of been adjusting to that? Because it feels like they were kind of on a carry share, I guess, um, even though yeah. Braylon Allen is, like you said, a great back. How's it been like trying to replace Malusi? Um, It's not going to go well. <laughs> I don't. The guys they have behind them are like, I think Jackson Aker is going to be the new RB2, and I'm pretty sure he's a converted fullback. And then you get further down the depth chart, it's just guys who haven't played, who haven't proven anything. Not saying they can't be great, but they just have zero experience. And you're getting into some physical Big Ten play. Don't know if that's the best time to try and gain your experience. Um, well, I think what's going to happen is uh, Tanner Mordecai, he's going to be the second leading rusher in almost every game at the quarterback position. He's actually, he's probably going to set or break all his rushing um, stats for his career this season at Wisconsin, the way they're using him. So I think he's going to basically be the RB2. But we'll see. Maybe maybe Jackson Aker will step up. I'd also like to see um, kind of old-school Wisconsin, maybe some more jet sweeps, get the wide receivers involved in the run game. You're going to have to get creative, I think. So, But losing, losing Malusi is huge. He was a perfect fit for this offense. Him and Braylon Allen were like you know the old thunder and lightning. Um, so it sucks. And I love Chez. Huge Chez fan. So really suck to see him get hurt again. Yeah, and then you mentioned Tanner Mordecai as well. You know, coming in from SMU, kind of running a similar air raid spread kind of concept at SMU. How do you feel like he's adjusted since coming to Wisconsin and working with Phil Longo and Luke Fickle? Not well. Um, I'll just throw that out there. He's doing enough to win games, but we're hitting nothing downfield. And I'm pretty, I believe he's still at two touchdowns on the entire passing touchdowns on the season. Not great when you're throwing the ball 30 plus times a game. So it's it's been a big adjustment period, but like I said, three and one. He's playing well enough for us to win games, so it's hard to complain. And I think at this point in the season, like these next couple games, we're really going to see Tanner Mordecai, like how he's fitting in the system. He's got four games under his belt and off the bye week. So I think this game against Rutgers is a big game for him. But the Rutgers defense, I, I like him. I mean, Rutgers, it was – Rutgers were plus 14. Now it's down to plus 13 and a half. Thankfully, I got them at plus 14. But I'm I'm taking Rutgers plus 14. I think it's going to be a close game. And I know they lost 31-7 to Michigan, but fuck, they played Michigan tough. And I was like, okay, Rutgers are – Greg Schiano's back, baby. They're physical. So, yeah, I like Rutgers plus 14. I think that defense is pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how that works, where it seems like someone jumps the gun on the line because if you're looking at that Michigan game, the line was – 31. FanDuel kind of jumped the gun a little bit, put it at 31. By the time game time came around, it was down to 23. So it's funny yeah. how that works. But, yeah, I mean, 
full disclosure, I was a Wisconsin truther as well going into this year. I thought they were going to go like 11 and one and make the Big Ten championship game and maybe even make a run at the playoff. But like you said, it hasn't exactly gone to plan. So we'll see how that goes from here. But yeah, I mean, how do you think this Wisconsin offense is going to fare against this Rutgers defense that has shown that they can really almost not carry the team, but really lead them to victory? I They can carry the team. I'll, I'll say it for you so you don't have to. They can carry the team. What really worries me, and the Rutgers, like their schedule hasn't been the greatest. I think anyone can admit that aside from the Michigan game. Um, they're not playing the best teams, but you play who's on your schedule, not their fault. They're only allowing 98 yards a game on the ground. And if the Badgers want to win, Braylon Allen is going to need to run for over 100 yards, in my unprofessional opinion. And then, two, they're only allowing, I believe, 169 yards a game through the air. So, and with the Badgers, like, pass game, not struggling, but I guess struggling deep, struggling to hit the big plays, like, that worries me. Because against the pass defense, is only allowing like 170 yards a game. You're going to need to hit some chunk plays if you want to win the game. So I don't feel great. <laughs> like, I think the Badgers are going to win. I honestly, the over is uh, 44. I think the over hits. I, I, I do like that. There's enough points in this game that that'll hit. But I think it's going to be a phys- really, really physical game. And I think, especially in the first half, you're going to see a lot of defense as the teams are kind of getting um, used to each other. But. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like I said, I really like the Rutgers defense. The Rutgers offense does not impress me a whole lot. Um, the the biggest concern for me, I guess, for the Badgers is on third and fourth down. Um, Rutgers 43% right now converting on third down. Not the best, but not the worst. But on fourth down, 72% clip. So I could definitely see anytime they're over the 50, them going for it on fourth and fourth down. If it's like fourth and two, fourth and three anything like that, especially against the Badgers defense, who's not as stout as they were the past couple of years against the run and especially against the pass. But that's where it helps where, sorry to keep going here, but the one thing that helps the Badgers defense is Rutgers does run the ball 66% of the time. And the weakest part of the Badgers defense is the back end. So hopefully that negates some of it, but we won't, we won't know until Saturday. Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point there with the third and fourth downs because Greg Schiano was definitely showing a propensity to go for it in those situations, like the fourth and two, fourth and three, um, obviously fourth and one as well, where you know you're in a plus territory, you're within the forties, uh, and he'll just run the ball down your throat and see yeah. how see how it goes and see if you can pick it up. So I think that's going to be key as well. So who's someone that Rutgers should look out for on the defensive side, whether it's on the line or in the back seven? Uh, Hunter Waller for the Badgers defense, you're asking? Yeah. Yeah, Hunter Waller. This this kid will be playing on Sundays. I can call him a kid because I'm fucking 30. So, But he'll be playing on Sundays. I mean, I don't have his stats up in front of me. He plays linebacker. He'll be play edge rusher, slots. I think he's listed as a safety. He'll play safety, cornerback. But he's got a couple sacks on the season, a couple interceptions. Real big play guy. You'll, you'll see Hunter Waller's name or hear Hunter Waller's name on the broadcast quite a bit, I think. He's a hell of a player. Other than so that, he's, yeah. So, so he's one of those guys that you can really put anywhere at, yeah. you know, in the DB or in the box, have him play anywhere, and he'll yep. make an impact. Yeah, kind of like how some defenses they have, I mean, everyone calls it like a joker or 
whatever you want to call that. I think, kind it's, of, I think another one's like the star or something. Yeah, the star. Exactly. That is another one. Yeah. So that's the, kind of the position he plays with the Badgers. And he'll, like I said, he'll be playing on Sundays, I think. So that's so. Okay. Oh, so yeah, if so, that's someone to definitely look out for on the defensive side. Did you uh, did you have anyone else that you, that we should look out for? Um, I I can't say his first. I can't. I have a hard time saying his name. Linebacker, um, Nujong Meta for the Badgers. He was third team, I believe, all Big Ten last year. He only played one snap against Purdue, the last snap of the game. So it was really weird. He wasn't hurt or anything. And then the coaches came out and said, oh, you know, he wasn't suspended. We were trying some different things on defense. It's the fourth game of the year. Why the hell are you trying different things on defense and taking your third uh, team all-conference linebacker out of the game and then play him on the last play of the game? So I think he got suspended or something happened. But anywho, if he plays, watch out for him, Zhang Meta. And then um, Thompson Jr. on the D-line is probably our biggest threat. As like a pass rusher, probably the best player on the D line, but he's he's solid. Nothing like elite. I guess. What about you for Rutgers on the uh, defense or offensive side of the ball? I don't know enough about Rutgers. I guess. Yeah. So I guess on the offensive side, the first guy to look out for is the running back Kyle Manungai. Um, he has really led the way offensively. He's had a bunch of great games so far. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the carry share goes because Sam Brown, the fifth, he was a star as a freshman. I had a season-ending injury. He was still kind of working himself back from that. Seems like he's back up to game speed now, so I'm interested to see how the carries will be divided. Um, they also have a couple of other guys in that running back room. They legitimately could go four deep in that running back room. Wow. Uh, they had another guy who also got some big carries last year moved to cornerback. That's just how deep that running back room is. So that's something to look out for. Uh, another guy to look out for, I mean, obviously you got the quarterback, Gavin Williams, that can make plays with his arm and his legs. Yeah. Biggest key for him is going to be his accuracy. Someone to look out for in the receiving room is Jaquay Jackson. Uh, He came in from D2 California University of Pennsylvania uh, from Pittsburgh, and he he was a D2 All-American last year. And he's had he sprung off some he sprung off some big plays here. He had a diving catch against Wagner for about sixty yards. He had a sixty-something yard gain against Virginia Tech as well. So, if Greg Shannon and Kirk Shiraka, the offensive coordinator, feel like you know we could get him with a big play here, and you mentioned that that back half of the yeah. Wisconsin defense is a bit of a weak spot. Maybe look out for him on a go, and he'll just go up and get it. That's definitely someone to look out for. Yeah, the defensive backs aren't great. Our best back, Ricardo Hallman, he's he's very good. But other than that, it's not good. And Hallman's gotten beat. He got beat like three or four times against Georgia Southern pretty deep down the field. So, yeah, that's definitely a player to look out for if he's the, the big play threat. So, Maybe I'll take his yeah. over receiving yards. Fuck it. <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. It depends <laughs> on what it is. Um, on the defensive side, I would definitely say look out for Aaron Lewis. Um, he has the potential to be a game wrecker if he's not being double or triple teamed. But because of that, he's such a factor because the rest of the defensive line room is also unbelievably deep. They can also go almost eight or ten deep, honestly, um, and still be successful. You got guys like Wesley Bailey also coming off the edge. He's also someone to look out for. Uh, Isaiah Iden legitimately might be like the most physically intimidating football player I've stood next to in my life. Uh, <laughs> like he is a giant um, and he's looked pretty good as well. Like Temple in the Temple game, they have a kind of a propensity to cut block a lot. They, the first play of the third quarter, they try to cut block on Iden when he was rushing the passer. He, he just looked down and 
like nothing happened. He just batted the pass down at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> so that's also something to look out for. Um, the three linebackers as well, Tyreen Powell, uh, Muhammad Toure, and Deion Jennings, all of them have been in at least the top 20 in terms of Big Ten PFF grades for linebackers. Uh, they've all looked really strong, whether it's in coverage or in the run game. Um, Max Mountain's supposed to be our top corner, but he is – Shown a bit of struggles this year, kind of like, uh, kind of like Wisconsin's, you know, best cover man. Kind of showing some struggles here and there. Got beat a couple times, but hopefully he can have a bounce back game uh, on on Saturday. Uh, another guy to look out for in the back half is Flip Dixon. Um, what a name! He, yeah, Flip I know, and he he plays like it. He I'm plays like it too. Here. Yeah, look out for Flip Dixon. He plays like his hair is on fire wow. at the safety spot. He actually transferred from Minnesota. Um, He's a guy to look out for because he's pretty good in coverage, but he is really good when he's running right at you and he hits like he hits. So that's a guy to look out for. I feel like he's uh, already on defense. He's going to be like a top 10 player for me <laughs> after I watch this guy play flip fucking Dixon. Wow. Oh, he is a ton of fun to watch. Definitely a guy to look out for in that safety spot. Um, but I mean, I, I know I said that flip especially runs like his hair's on fire. The Rutgers defense as a whole kind of has that vibe. Um, our defensive coordinator, Joe Harris, who we also got from Minnesota, he has this mantra called the dark side. It's basically kind of like I asked Aaron Lewis about it during training camp, and he said it's kind of like a maniacal person, like a maniac, crazy person type vibe. And I think they really show it. Honestly, they play like that. And Flip Dixon is the, I guess, the best example. He may not be the best player on the defensive side, but he is the best example of the dark side and what they're like. Yeah, what they, that culture they want, kind of what they're building. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I guess going back to Wisconsin, uh, what would you say has been the biggest surprise, whether it's good or bad for you this year? The biggest surprise is the defense not being good because for the last nine, 10 years, Wisconsin, if you play Wisconsin, you knew, oh, this defense is for real. Like you're going to have some problems. And then this year is just nothing like that. There's not a single guy on the defensive line who you're like, okay, we got a game plan around this guy. Where in the past you got like Nick Herbig, Keanu Benton. I mean, even back TJ Watt, even go back to JJ Watt, um, Alec Van Ginkle, like all these guys who played in the NFL for a long time. We just don't have that now. And as a fan, it's like, you know that going into the season, but you don't want to believe it. And then you see it, and it's like, oh, this is just disappointing. And the big thing is they can't get off the field on third down. And that used to be when Jim Leonard was our defensive coordinator. Third down was everything for the defense. A lot of three and outs under Jim Leonard. So that's the biggest surprise to me is the def just lack of defense, I guess. Something we're not used to at Wisconsin. And then just seeing the whole offense change. Like another thing, like you knew it was coming. Everyone was excited for a new offense. But it's just weird to see. You're used to the Badgers lining up eight linemen and, and a couple fucking tight ends who could play linemen and running the ball 40 times a game. So it's just – it's different to see. I love it. But that's kind of just shocking visually as you watch the game. But, yeah, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment is definitely the defense. Yeah, I know if – you know, if I wanted Phil Longo to come to Rutgers when they had the offensive coordinator opening because he's a Jersey guy. He runs that spread air raid offense. He did it really well in North Carolina. So I know if that ended up going through, if going from the Shiano ball of control the ball, no matter what, you know, short passes make life easier for the quarterback going to everybody on the outside, get yeah. down the field, that kind of thing. I would definitely be surprised as well. 
Yeah. Did not know he was a Jersey guy. I love that even more. He's definitely in the waste management business with Greg Schiano. And Luke, <laughs> yeah, Luke, definitely. We're calling that Badger Notes. We're calling this the waste management poll because Luke Fickle definitely looks like he might be in the mob. Greg Schiano is definitely a made man in the mob. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun to see. And I think we're starting to embrace that as well because they at the at SHI Stadium, you know, during all the home games, we have a montage where it's like it's basically the Sopranos intro, but instead of like the sites of going through down the Jersey Turnpike through New York City, it's going through different sites in New Brunswick and Piscataway. It's a lot of fun. The students That's love cool. it. I I, yeah. I love it. It's it's really cool to see them kind of embrace that. And I think kind of all sports have as well because it feels like every sport has been using that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's really fun to see. And I think it starts with football, honestly, because they have that oh, mentality. They have the, exactly. They have the Jersey. Greg Shannon was the Jersey guy yeah. to have run your football program. Yeah. I was and, happy. I, mean, there for, were, I was happy for every Rutgers fan worldwide when they got Greg Shiano back. I was like, yeah. good for Rutgers. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, back in the two thousands when the show was still going on, there were like commercials with the two of them with him and James Gandolfini. It was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, he's back now, and if he really feels like he's got something going. So it's going to be very interesting games. So now I guess we can pivot to what we kind of our predictions, what we think is going to happen in this game. I'll let you go first. What do you think we'll see in this game, and who do you think is going to take it? Um, I got to got to go with my squad. We're going with the Badgers. Going thirty-one twenty-four is the score prediction I got written down here. I think we're going to see, especially in the first quarter, a defensive game. I'm. I'm thinking as both teams kind of start to feel each other out and I say it every week and they never do it, but besides against Purdue, I guess, but if Wisconsin wants to start hot and win this game, they got to run the ball right away and try to establish the run. Problem is Rutgers has a pretty good run defense. So like, it's just tough. Like it's going to be a great game. I'm excited for it. So it's kind of hard to, how it's going to go. But yeah, I think the Badgers will score, score enough 31 points. And then with the Badgers defense, not being great, I think Rutgers is going to make some big plays, uh, find the end zone a few times, but yeah, I said, I think the Badgers pull it out uh, 31 24 and I'd take the under probably in the first half. Like I said, I think it's going to start slow, but in the second half, I think it'll pick up, especially watching the Badgers this season. That's every single game in the second half. They're a whole new team. So that's how I think it's going to go. What about you? I here's how I think it'll go, and I think it hinges on one thing, and that's how much will Kirk Shiraka trust Gavin Winston to push the ball down the field with his arm. And I think if they do that, I think Rutgers can take this one. In all honesty, of course, I got to go with my guys as well as well, you. Well, yeah. Um, my prediction right now, I think, is going to be twenty-seven twenty-three. Rutgers takes it, okay. and I think that they finally get a game. There have been they finally get a game in conference play at least where they really forced some big mistakes from their opposition. I think Tanner Mordecai throws two picks um, and Rutgers takes advantage. I, maybe it's bold. I don't know. I, that's, I feel, I just feel like it's coming because against Michigan, they had some opportunities, just couldn't convert. They had some big turnover games in the non-conference. I think this is the game where they really show out. Um, and I think they hold the ball enough. Wisconsin's going to make it tough. It's not going to be an easy win at all. I'm yeah. not expecting for my heart rate to go below anything, you know, active um, <laughs> at any point in the game. But I think Rutgers can take this one. I'm going to go 27-23, and Rutgers holds the ball just enough to keep possession and, and take this game. I think that, I think it's this is a statement win for the Scarlet Knights. 
that's going to be key is time of possession. If they can keep the ball away from Wisconsin, that's their easily their best chance to win the game. But like you said, like, are they going to trust enough to throw the ball downfield against a weak Wisconsin secondary? Like, you know, you can take advantage of it, but do you trust your guys enough to do it? So that'll be huge. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Time of possession is going to be a big indicator to who wins this game. That's a great point. So it, it yes, should be a good game. Like I said earlier, I watched the Michigan game, and I was like, man, this this team's fucking tough. They lost 31-7, to but it was if you watch the game, it felt a lot closer than that. Exactly. So, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game to watch. Unfortunately, it's on Peacock, and of course, I'm sure Wisconsin fans have had their complaining about it, as Rutgers fans have. I'm sure they're not happy about it. No. No <laughs> one is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But whatever. I get the only it. people happy, yeah. The only people happy about it are the suits up in the Big Ten office yeah. or the whatever office. They're laughing, laughing at all of yeah. us. Yeah, um, but yeah, this has been a great time talking some Rutgers and Wisconsin. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug before we head out? No, man. I'm just a guy with an internet connection. I love talking <laughs> football. So, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Uh, I had a great time. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, of course. So be sure to check out the Badger Notes podcast as part of the Big Panther Sports Network. Be sure to follow us here at What's Chopping Pod on all social medias and all podcast platforms. We'll be sure to get some more episodes out soon. It's been a crazy semester so far as a senior student at Rutgers. It's been been pretty crazy, but we're going to get back on that grind, especially with the conference schedule heating up. Um, Yeah, thank you again, Brandon, for coming on. Had a great time. So be sure to stay tuned for the next episode. Be sure to watch the game, of course, on Peacock. Yep. It is what it is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you all again for watching and listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.